0: hi um welcome to another episode of the jaguar podcast um victor and of course you know on this podcast we discuss the lived experiences of nigerians in the diaspora on today's episode we'll be discussing faith um i have with me a very interesting guest. He's been a friend for a very long time now. I'll let him introduce himself. Thank you.
1: I'm Kenechuku. I'm Victor's friend and um, I'm a Nigerian, but I'm living in Poland.
0: All right. Um, Nice to have you here, Kenechuku. So Kenechuku and I have been friends since secondary school. We went to the same secondary school together for like a year before he left. But even after that, we've managed to be in touch. And now he's in Portland, where he had studied, and currently while well, I'm in Germany. So Kenetchuku, um, how did the journey to move abroad start for you? Uh, yeah, we've known
1: for we were we were seven instruments for one year and then time. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sounds really like cool. I also remember this other guy, and we didn't talk about him. <laughs> um, he's <laughs> so right. Exactly. Yeah. We are uh, like three of us, we are close then.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I, it was, yeah. It was a bit of a click because we're everywhere. Yes. Together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still like in talks with him, as actually, like, we still talk like, you know, WhatsApp admitted for us.
0: To be honest, it's been a little while since we I communicated with him. But you know, you know, I think we never discussed it, but I think after you left, our friendship kind of mine and chisel's it kind of fizzled out. Not like (laughs) gave me enemies or anything, because I think you are the glue that that held the relationship, so to say. Because if you remember correctly, I and Chisum always have. Different ideas about almost everything, anything. So you yeah, were well, always that one that was always. Individual.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Tisa was my very good friend. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it was, just like life happens. He still thought. Yeah, I, I, I think, he, I think he might like, and also you guys were in different classes as, as well. Yeah,
0: we are also in different classes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't be quite easy for him. How did you meet?
0: How did I meet you, soon
1: You? How did I meet you? Like, I'm trying to, like, recall.
0: Okay. But... I think you, you, I was friends with Edda, uh, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And okay. our class a few times for this or that, and we got close. And also around the same time, I was friends with Chisom's cousin. Do you remember I can, I can Ooh, Yes. Geez. So Chisom was always in our <laughs> class, too. And then there was also, ben, do you remember Benjamin? Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, this one was also friends yeah, from primary school. Yeah, so there, was the this, Benjamin, yeah. yeah there was this inter- interconnection somehow. And I can't remember at what point we became close friends. I think yeah, also we also made us very friends, close. but the fact that we also had a mutual friend outside of school, Sumto. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I think that's part of things that made us close and... Already, you and so we were already friends. So it was almost easy to have that kind of friendship, and it continued yeah. that way.
1: Yeah, and also I remember, like your second place, like in school, at like, one at at the point, like in jail, So uh-huh. I recall that. Yeah, you you had smile. Well, I, I, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I can recall when I, I was expecting. I thought you would be like you'd get into sciences, but like I'm not surprised actually that it's not that it's a bad route for you. Like I'm just saying I that was what I was saying. Oh, probably you would be a science student and it would be nice. But that's by the way. So
0: yeah. 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 That's why that's
1: what actually oh. everybody thought too. So <laughs> yeah, so how did I get myself here? In 2015, I that was my penultimate year, like in school. I was like um, going on internship. So my idea for internship was that like, hey, I, I went to General Electric and we had an interview okay. and um I I did it was decent for me. I wasn't the best, but it was decent. So I was hopeful like oh they would call me during internship. Well, so I I did like in short, because of that, I loved G because like that was my first time seeing like a, an environment like that and it was in, you know. So I was like I in my mind I was, like, oh, I would get in there. So hopeful. They never got back to us. So I went there and my hopes were attached. And they didn't call me, you know, you can't break into me, you know. So I didn't get it. So I was now like, okay, fine. It's okay. I will go, I'll check out for other places. But it really, I honestly, like, that was my first rejection. Really, like, took its toll on me.
0: I can imagine.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was like in
1: 40, and in 40, I, I in, in my mind, I, I was 21 then. I, I would always tell myself, why would they reject me? They call me.
0: You know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, why would they reject me? So <laughs> I never knew jump hunting in Nigeria was difficult, believe me. Yeah. So that was 2015. So my mom, you know, like parents, they will always have great compassion, but they can't do anything because they are not gods. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my mom, my mom wanted to like put me in some places around Anambra, but she also like desired that I went outside Anambra because you know she always had this idea that it would be nice to go outside your circle so you meet other people. Yeah. You have this large network. So can you move out, try and see if you could. Get to some other places. Yeah. So my dad was like, "Oh, can you do, maybe you can go to Purity FM, Purity FM, or Silver Bed." Uh, and uh, for system, your internship. Yeah, for my internship, it's just internship. Okay. So he he and he was because he he saw first of all the GE Connect was from him. Okay. Actually, yeah, his friend's son, you know. So he was like, just do this internship. Or even learn like you can go learn microcontrollers, learn some stuff you do in school. Use it as internship. You would be good at that longer. But then I had dreams like dreams in the sense that I I wanted the top. I wanted to be on top or gain some kind of like yeah knowledge that would put me. In place. So you know those days because um oh, I, I now went to Lagos. And before then, when well, it was the election period as well, election yeah. was concluded. People was skeptical. Oh, even as even as, the president here, yeah, he wanted, he already like considered. But then people were unsure, like he was handover. So if you call this person, ah, you know, election just finished. Maybe if he waits, maybe you go better, then I go considering him. So if I saw I found myself after two months staying in Waka, doing nothing. Wow. Yeah. I found myself. In, um, and then I, I lost, then PC was a huge thing. So I lost my PC during that period. So I was practically doing nothing, just using my phone and applying for places. Yeah. To places, sorry. So two months down, I my sister connected me to someone in northern Tokyo. So I went there and they were practically accepting everyone except me. I, I Like another rejection. And I'm like, why would, why Naval Dockyard? I didn't write any exam, just to meet this person, meet this person, meet this person. And when I got to my turn, it was off. So I'll try to cut all this my long story short. Okay. And then um, I stayed for four months in Lagos and I was not, I didn't get any placement. I literally scanned, like, like walked around Lagos. I went to ICETA. I went uh, like I applied in so many places, above. Calgary, Echo FM. I went to every place. Like, then I knew streets in VI, like, it was my father's Vanya. So <laughs> I went to, like, Lecky, but, like, Leki was, like, very far, not far. Like, it was a bit, a bit further because when you stop in VI, you have to take another bus that goes to Fizuan. So, yeah. And it was more residential. So, I couldn't, I went to very few places that I can't really, like, recall. So, after all those periods, after the four months, my mom was like, Oh, Kinech, don't worry. You, I know you want to get a new PC, with the money you make from the internship. Just get back home. I'll give you, I'll send you some money. So, when I was prepping to go back home, yeah, and I got an internship. Wow. From Nairoland. Okay. Like, I saw the job post in Maryland and I got. And you know the funny part that in all these words, I, like if I tell you my stories, like there was a time I was literally stalking a man. that was working in DPR because he promised to help me get in there. Yeah. I knew where he was living, home. I knew where he was coming, but like I was always like, huh? <laughs> so when I now got to this place, I that was when I knew Nigeria was talking. Yeah. So I said that I looked around the companies there. I was walking around uh, Karama Court, so looking behind the building, I was I was I, where, where I walked, I yeah. saw Inter switch I saw some other African something like this. I thought, you know what? So I now discovered that almost everyone there left Nigeria. And then they probably had funds or made money or, or had ideas. But they came back, invested, and they got. And, and that was how they started. They found those companies. And those companies now employ people. So I now said to myself "That's oh, I need to leave the country. That was the very first time I ever thought about leaving the country. My idea when I was in told was, oh, I'll work in a nice place. Yeah. I'll make cool money. I'll have a nice family here abroad. I never thought about going to abroad. What's my business in going abroad? I never, like literally, when I was in second year, third year, I saw like my secondary schoolmate applying for um schools, applying to schools in Canada or scholarship. Yeah. I was like, well, I have a scholarship in Nigeria, that's enough. Let's let's focus on awesome <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. So I never. So when um, I now decided so I I knew like if I would make this, if I would leave, I would live on my own accord, my own terms and stuff like that. So I went online and as God would have it. I saw someone from Maryland then who left Nigeria because um because he, he like he had a scholarship and then he left Nigeria to Canada. Yeah. And I started like so I read his story. I copied it and I started doing something. With it. Okay. So at the end of the day, I applied to handful. After I Okay, after I graduated, I came back to Lagos. I served in Lagos. Then I applied to some scholarships. And then one day I saw Poland and said, well, let's shoot this last shot. And Poland loved me. me. <laughs>
0: Okay, quite okay. interesting. And that's one of the things you mentioned. I mean, you never, we never talked about in detail your um, IT experience, but I also remember, I think I remember vaguely you being in Lagos, but I didn't know you had to do a lot of applications. And we were hoping for some of the responses you just mentioned, you were waiting for, and the rejections we were talking about. And it's also very interesting that you mentioned how working in Naira and seeing other people who had traveled abroad, and that was the inspiration because you could see how traveling had made their life better and you thought this was something you deserved, which I think Mm -hmm. is quite um, commendable because being able to, like, be inspired by people and then find your way around it. And just to Mm -hmm. add, since you're also brought up the issue of Naira land, I think... I don't even know if there's going to ever be any platform that is as useful as Naraland is in Nigeria. I wouldn't know what the younger generation are doing, but I think anybody our age had gone to Naraland to research things about admission as at jam, around jump time. Some of us researched when we needed to get jobs. And some of us research when we also need to travel abroad. Like one of the things I know I always did for every job interview I did, if I go to Neverland, I'm going to find someone who is sharing stories of interviewing at this particular job, some of the questions they were asked, the timeline for each feedback. It's like Neverland is just that place where you can get a lot of detailed information from people about the experiences of things.
1: Yeah, you're right. How I... Do, how Okay, I, I don't know Like, if you asked any questions specifically.
0: No, 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 I just made a comment on something. But oh, if you, yeah. you have anything to say, you could as well. Yeah, so.
1: yeah like how I got in there was during like the strike period. So that was where I was um, getting for some information. If the strike has been called off, it was fun then, you know. But now, I kind of feel like they're... Like, besides... The you know like people now like there's a lot of um, issues like, like like the comments there are more encouraging honestly <laughs> well
0: you so, know things
1: change yeah yeah things, change. things really change so at some point like it started like it got so that getting into my skin and i had to like
0: losing grip on
1: it and just let it go
0: I totally understand it. And you also think about, about the that some of the information you get there now, you can also get them on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And other platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But at that time it was like where you got all the information you needed about anything. Yeah,
1: yeah, then, yeah. But like I'm happy like it's still up and running, you know. But I yeah. I, I I think they should kind of like invest in like in curtailing those acts, at least like to bring it back to life again.
0: Yeah. I, I wouldn't be the one to advise, I mean, whatever yeah. you want to do, to be yeah. honest. So let's talk a little bit about your choice of Poland. I wouldn't know if you remember that when we were planning to travel, you actually started talking to me also about making plans. Do you remember that we had several conversations on this?
1: I don't. If, you, if not, you reminded me that we met in Inizika around 2015 or so, I, can't, I didn't even remember this
0: Okay, so when we were about traveling to because I think we finished the same year 2016. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you said before I did, and then while I was waiting, I doing my masters. I think that's when you were making plans to travel. And then sometimes you even sent me one or two links about programs I could have applied for.
1: Oh yeah, I remember. You know why I stopped sending? Why I, I felt like you didn't want to leave. <laughs>
0: I was going to bring this up because I think I wanted to. I mean, I was told I have to leave. Like my family said, I, w- I was going to. That I have to study abroad and all of that, and I wanted to. But at that point, one of the, like you said, you wanted to travel at your own in your at your own um what's the word now on um, my own life on your um, own, your own, own terms, terms yes for me also I kind of also wanted to do the same thing I wanted to be able to control things to an extent and not just be that person I'm just going to sit back and have everybody sponsor me I was thinking at least let me contribute this or that but NYC was you know NYC there was no much money coming I couldn't see how mm-hmm. I would fit into doing anything that would not involve relying completely on my family so which is why I was decided to like take a step back to see, Mm -hmm. finish my NYC at least, and then see what happens. And the most important thing is, I think it also brings to the point that maybe when people are not willing to do things, even when you're trying to get them to do it, they would really not do it Mm -hmm. because you kept on sending. And I appreciated it because I thought this was you reaching out, reaching, um, showing off for a friend, trying to carry a friend along while you're trying to make progress. But part of me was just not ready at the time. I and because
1: when I got ready, I was able to figure my way out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like, during that period, I noticed, like, unsolicited help, it's not appreciated. Like, not because of fear, actually. Like, that was what Because the thing was, people still, even today, people still believe in Nigeria that it would work. Um... And they are still in there trying to make it work, which we pray that it will work. Yeah. So if I come with, oh, you, there's, the opportunity is outside. And they, like, and I receive this kind of horror that, oh, I I'm not really interested. I'm still in Nigeria and I feel like it will work. And um, I am sure, like, they, it's totally different. Destiny is different. So I let people be. Yeah. There's not really, yeah. But it would be better if you're the one who would come and tell me. Oh, I am looking for, and you know the funny part. People who met me, not met me like we yeah, have not met me, like who, who talked to me about it, and I sent them links and told them how I lived. So them tried it and it worked.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they had interest in it. Sure. And like trying to like push someone, push someone. And at the end of the day, they come and say, "Oh, now nah, you oh, oh and okay, what else?" I'm now here, and for the first five months, I've not figured out anything else. You know? So sure. yeah, I really do understand you. It's cool. It's fine.
0: Sure. So let's circle back to you traveling to Poland. I mean, it could have been any country. Why did you mm-hmm. seek to Poland?
1: Um, mm, time and chance, you know. Okay. First, um, my target was Canada. Yeah. Um, but then like Canada happened and it happened while well, I, I also tried Australia. Other those days I would become by two college professors. Uh, so at some point I said like try some European countries with um Erasmus Monet Scholarship. Yeah. I didn't get any. I also tried PPDF. My profile was so poor, they didn't even call me for an interview. So like I told you, remember Kulan loved to even with my poor profile.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's,
1: yeah, they still call me. Yeah, so that's I I Poland. Before I came here, I only knew, Levan, I only knew Lewandowski and Maria Kurin. That's all I knew about Poland. Yeah. Yeah. Even when before I left, I went on Rhailand to see if I could get anything. It was so scary. Oh, you don't know why you're going to Poland. Oh, you can try out and get Lithuania. Oh, there's a lot here. Why are you going to Poland? Oh, Poland is deadly oh, you, you don't walk in the night, like, it's quite bad, like, they yeah, are clubs, don't even visit the clubs. Yeah. But all the stuff yeah, just, right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think from the much. eventually I applied to Polish universities and I remember having to Google places and one of my brothers suggested I should just try Poland and I applied to two Polish universities. I got admissions too, but then I remember trying to, google things that's actually when i learned about any uh, the little thing I know about poland as a aside the little thing I know about poland actually was around the time but of course there's just little to much you can learn just from googling i think when you go to a city you settle in that's when you get to know so i think it's let's just dive into the topic we wanted to discuss faith which is your suggestion mm. yeah. and I think from our conversation so far, you you believe that you've become better in your spiritual journey since you moved abroad. Yeah, but it's so good. Yeah, so before we talk about that, I would like you to describe your relationship with God at the moment. How would you describe your relationship with God? Yeah.
1: So I left around 2018. Yeah. And then well, then it was just about confession. Even if you're making like on, or you know, <laughs> on the average or lower average or below average, people yeah. just confess and hope that oh someone hears and stuff like that. But now I have the conviction, you know, okay. I have now a little bit of experiential knowledge that, the disease, that there is that there is God. practically now. And um every day, like I now that I have joy in my heart whether I study or learn or pray, I also like have peace, like it's totally different. That especially the, the peace and the joy like that comes with knowing and believing in God is perfect for it now for me. I still have a lot of room for improvement. I mean, where the stage I'm now on, it's not where I want to be. Yeah. I still like get hungry for more, but it's all because I now have the conviction that God exists and Jesus Christ is now.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. And you pointed out about wanting to improve the relationship. I think that's always the. The, our relationship with God. We always tend to want to do better, get to learn more about God. Now, I was going to when we when we when you mentioned this, I wouldn't know if you sometimes, you engage if you if you're if you're still in Nigeria, Twitter, and sometimes you see conversations about Jakbar, and you also see conversations about faith, and there's also some. I tried to check some t- to see if I can find some tweets I know I've read in the past about this subject, and I'm going to read some of them for you. So this comes from an account, Funcho Graphics, and it says, When Nigerians jakma or travel abroad, they pray less. The religious activities reduces. So many of our, our prayer points in Nigeria are caused by lack of infrastructure, security, and working systems. Mm-hmm. Then this is another one by Corey underscore Babatope. He says... You find out that those of your friends who have Jackbad to do not pray as aggressively as before, and prayer points has changed. That's simply because the working system has already answered most of the problems we hit head on wall for at Shiloh here. Then okay. there's another one which I find interesting. This was tweeted by of four two thousand. He says, there's this general belief that when people jack but they pray less because society has answered most of their problems. It is not true. I know many deeply Christian people abroad who pray ceaselessly on NSP, PD or personally. It is you who have abandoned your Christian values. So I was just going to ask, I mean, I'm very sure you must have also had conversations along the lines of people going abroad and becoming less Christian or becoming less Mm -hmm. spiritual or less religious, whatever the term is. So what's your view about this? What's your sentiment about this particular issue? Um,
1: Yeah, for me, yeah, like it's true, like a handful, like they are quite like, um, their faith or like their, how would I put it, their drive drops, you know? and it's for certain reasons. First, I kind of like feel like they have now acquired, they now feel not that they have really, <laughs> they don't yeah. feel like they've acquired like um, their major prayer points, because okay. it's a prayer point in Nigeria. A very, Nigeria is a very nice country, but I don't know why people keep on leaving. It's a very, it, like it's a prayer point like in Nigeria to leave your country. Yeah. And go to where you have no idea of what's even like without consideration if God is sending you, if God is leading you that is where God wants you to be you just want to hop on the flight okay? get to another country so you could show people or like improve you know, it's yeah. either you want to tell people you're living or you're improving and you haven't, haven't improvement in life and um, when you come here yeah you also find out that there are lesser churches around. Like, yeah. you, you, you stay in... I don't know if you're okay with mentioning the city you stay
0: in. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: you, you stay in Um, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you find out, like, in Um,
0: you don't see churches around. Like I only know one church, to be honest, and which is the yeah. like Moonstar and the Catholic yeah. Church. But I understand what you mean.
1: Exactly. So, like, there's this discouragement that comes with it because you are not also seeing people I like, then you withdraw the society also like and like the the the, the society without a church also like draws you away. But that is another reason. That is one reason. The second reason now like I said, things you also would have prayed for when you were in Nigeria, you find out that yeah, then you might not necessarily need to pray about them. But yeah. then that's the time you really need to pray about them. You know, like when people want to back on trips, you find out, oh, the train moves. No one is hijacking the train. Yeah. Then it derails. It would never stop. It hardly stops. Let me not say never. Like, it hardly stops. Like yeah. stops because of like some malfunction and stuff. Yeah. So you wouldn't pray. You know that, and then food here, like it's affordable relatively, like when compared to Nigeria, you must eat if you want to eat here. Then in Nigeria, we go for parties mostly because of the food here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to go to but you don't even want to go to parties because you have you need your time for other stops. And then you now see the cares of this world, it also comes in the sense that you now start working. walking, you work for 10, 15 hours, 12 hours, you get tired, you get one out, you sleep, you walk the next day. So little by little, it's just like a slippery slope. Sleep off. You don't recall, you don't even remember or commit anything into the hands of God anymore. And if grace speaks for you more and you get in and you get a job that you dreamt of for or you you your own desire, you know feel like you're big and all that but then the root is wanting people pray okay because they want to get things from god they really do not have conviction prayer to them is a therapy in the sense that when they pray they feel like ah so no listen tomorrow they start again you know like yeah. no conviction no experiential knowledge just just, no, oh, there's Jesus Christ and he reigns. So those set of people, they are numerous, like in our part of the world. Okay. And then they come here, they see no reason to pray. And then you see them asking questions like, Ah, is this really bad? Can't I engage in Oh, can I can do this? People do it here and they succeed. Oh, here they don't even have churches. That's how the environment looks like. Oh, it's a progressive society. Oh, that was mental slavery. You know. Yeah. That's the time you need to pray. If you have that conviction, I like Grace found me actually because when I came here mm-hmm. after one week, what I did was I started looking for churches around mm-hmm. or close by. The pastor didn't meet me. I was not invited by the grace of God. I looked, searched for it and I went there. And I've been there for a while now, you know, yeah. because like any day I decide not to go there or days, that, like if I don't go for a week, I don't go for a second week. The third week, I wouldn't go. It's just like walking from home and going to the office. If yeah. you want to be consistent, I know like there's an option now. If yeah. you want to be consistent with working from the office, which I found relaxing because of my environment there and compared to where I stay, if you go there every day, you find that it becomes easy for you. You start enjoying it. Sure. But if you miss one day, two days, you find out, ah, oh, some days you'll be like, oh, let me sleep. Oh, I need to rest. And It starts getting tough and hard for you. You know? Yeah, so, I mean, when, yeah. so people, they don't like, depends on your level of, not like um, the level we are, like in Nigeria. The things you did in Nigeria and um, the reasons why you see, why you prayed or you act or you believed in God in Nigeria, but here now you have electricity, you have the basic amenities which you have prayed for. Those prayers have been sorted out; it's been answered. So, the next thing I feel like people should do is to now, oh, who provided all these stuffs for me? Let me now know God on an experiential level. I really need to have this conviction in my heart. Should I really pray? People don't ask questions. You know, if you ask questions and at least make an effort to belong to local churches around you or even check your friends around you, I think you would not lose grip of your faith. So the primary reason is that People pray, but they okay. don't know who they pray to. Okay. Yeah, I think that's why people come here, and the drive drops.
0: Okay. So if I understand correctly, you think that people's faith, or or people backslide from their faith because they kind of treat God as just someone you go to when you have problems. Yeah. So. Yeah. Get to a place where there is seemingly no problem and then you think, oh, I don't need this God anymore. yeah, where well the
1: like, the problems here are different
0: yeah, I, th- I think I think that makes sense too. And of course, I, I say this knowing fully well that I wouldn't really describe myself as a spiritual person or even a religious person. And I know the last time we had this conversation, you were quite shocked. But just Mm -hmm. the fact that I think I got to a point where it just didn't feel like it was working or it didn't make any more sense to me. But regardless of that, I also know that when I used to be quite deep into Christianity, I think I understood the idea, the concept of the fact that you have to have a relationship with God aside when you have needs or when you are trying to make a request. But mm-hmm. that said, I mean, like you also mentioned that we ha- we live in a place where there are fewer churches like like I told you in um here, I've only seen one church even though when I was in Graz that's in Austria, there were much more ch- there were more churches around. I least there were about five, six Catholic churches. I don't know about the Protestants or Anglican or whatever, but here in um, I only know one church, which is which seems to have been converted to um a tourist center because it's one of the tallest churches i think in europe so people are always there i've been there once but i didn't go there because i was trying to look for god i went there because i thought oh, let me see what the church looks like and it's quite magnificent and mm. it's also very it's it's gave me so cool because you know how there's this thing about Catholic churches and their infrastructure and it looks about the same thing in every part of the world so it's one of the places that i know that felt so familiar for me, So it felt like I was back to St. Patrick's Saint Patrick's in Orca yeah, yeah, yeah. or any other Catholic church I've been to. And I find that very comforting. But what I was going to ask, really, what factors or what may have contributed to you having a sustained relationship with God? Given that we've discussed what we have about how maybe it is harder to find churches, how maybe it is harder to find people who motivate you to... Be religious or to seek the face of God. What exactly has made you specifically been able to have this sustained relationship with God, regardless of the fact that you are in a country where people come to and then they begin to lose their faith?
1: Um. Yeah. I in my, I, I think it it, it it would be primarily because of my experience in my as well. Because uh, in in um, in 2013 or so, that was when I like started asking myself questions like, why do we even pray? Why can't we just do things we want to do? You know?
0: Yeah.
1: And then I got an answer that even if I stop praying, it will never change God from who He is. And if my wants or my needs are the major reasons why I want to know Him then I can decide also to leave or abandon the faith because even people who don't know him, people who don't even pray, get all those things I have, I I desire for, you know? Uh So that was one. And then my parents as well, because my dad, I a school teacher, my mom... Was also involved in church activities. Yeah. And um, both, and then in secondary school, you eh, know, no, sorry, in university, I discovered that every I, I made it not, from secondary school actually, I, I went to a boarding school. So every Sunday I go to church, it became yeah. a tradition for me. When I went to university, I also made it um, mandatory for myself. To go yeah. to church every Sunday by the grace of God. So I couldn't like just leave. It became a community for me. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. So when I came, I sought such community as well
0: yeah. to
1: be involved, you know, to get to meet people of slight like faith. You know. Yeah. But um along the line, that really did not help. So God probably, because he saw the desire and the hunger in you, yep. brought me closer to a friend who now like introduced me to some certain materials, some certain like channels in which if I if in which I now like decided to also like um, yield myself and devote my time into and I also knew that I knew. That coming to Poland yeah. was not on my own, by my own power, yeah. or my own strength or stuff like that. Like the things I felt like, I, the milestones I felt like I've overcome or, or passed through or succeeded, you know. milestones like you, we are successfully, it was also not by my own strength. Like a lot of things I do, it's, it's came like by grace. You know, yeah, because I, I knew like someone was in charge and someone was controlling all these thoughts, and um I knew he was God, I knew he's God, like he, he created and he's in charge mm-hmm. of stuff like that. But then I still did not have that conviction in me, you know. Yeah. If um, um okay, let's assume my friend didn't come around or God didn't place me where yeah, he placed me. If it was someone else, I would have also followed the wind and be a traditional worshiper, stuff like that. But God kept calling me back. All right. So, yeah, from my friends, from the foundation I had, and also like the desire and the hunger. I think that's what has been what had um, kept me to this time.
0: I mean, I mean that makes sense too. And now that you also went as far back as secondary school, I remember that one of the things that held us together to me, you, and Jesus back in those days was also the fact that we also, I think we talked about our faith in some ways at that time, even though it was a bit different. I don't I don't remember some of the conversations, but I also knew that. All three of us were very good Christian boys at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah we went yeah, to moral yeah. instruction. We went to, exactly. And yeah, masses. Yeah, because yeah. Jesus was Catholic at the time. Catholic. Yeah. 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 We went, he went to masses. But I think it was also a, a, a mass server. So we talked about our faith in some sort of ways, even at that yeah. time.
1: Yeah, that was also when I knew you uh, were him in the same place with some teeth.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Then, yeah. Exactly. Okay.
0: Of course, life happens and people change their dimensions. And I think maybe I'm the only one who has, in quotes, backslidden now because last time I had a conversation, <laughs> I'm very certain that he was still very, um, he's still a very Christian bo- boy mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew at the time. And of course, there is you, who I think there's never been any time we had a conversation uh, since we became adults that we didn't actually talk about um faith or God one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, even at the time when you felt like you were not convinced, I think you still were able to have conversations around your faith and how important it is to you. But I'm going to ask you a question about, you know how, I remember there was this person I knew, I know, when he wanted to travel abroad, his family had, con- had concerns about him moving abroad and maybe becoming a different person, getting influence and all of that. There's also this lady I knew too. That one, he's, she's a friend to a friend, and when she 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 has she's still in Nigeria. One of the reasons she didn't really, one of the reasons her family are not very comfortable with her traveling or moving abroad for anything was also the concern that he would she could possibly travel abroad and became become a different person. So the question here is, do you have that person in your life? Maybe a family member, your parents. Or friends who had concerns that oh this guy could actually go to Poland and maybe his, his relationship with God could be could change or something along the lines. Um, or did, you, did you, okay even aside from the people in your life did you yourself also have that concern? Um no I did not have that concern
1: that, that concern I, I also like don't feel like my parents would have preferred so much because um I. Even if you know like when before I left Nigeria, like yeah. I was involved in some kind of um of so like um, short-term like uh, transactions that you did funds, you know. So I I always like just I, I was always happy paying tithes, you know, contributing financially to the church. And also like getting involved to the church as well. So I, my, and then my dad also like we had bonding individuals where I would always like discuss be So I don't think they would have the the. I, 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 oh, my mom, probably she might have had because um, <laughs> she felt at some point she felt like I I joined bad guys.
0: <laughs> okay, I think that happens with every Nigerian mom.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think maybe she might have thought she might have had such fears, but you know, I, I don't think like I, I don't think anyone and um no, I, I don't feel like I also didn't have that fear because when I came, like I told you after two weeks I decided I started like looking out for churches yeah. around me. Yeah. So it was never like a, like, but then basically going to church. And being religious is totally different from serving God. Sure. Yeah. So it would have been one thing for me to always appear on Sundays in church. It's another thing differently to appear on Sunday in church and also know the reason or take it like I'm serious to know who I'm serving and why I'm here. You know, that's knowing is what changes your life. Okay. So,
0: yeah. Well, I think I think that makes sense, and it's also interesting to mention the level of trust your parents have in you. For I mean, like you said, your mom may have had a concern, but I think trusting you and maybe not sharing it with you shows. I think that's some that shows respect, and also kind of um, points to the fact that they feel confident in how they have raised you as a person. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to ask you now, what concrete steps do you take? I mean, aside, of course, I know that for you to grow in your faith, you need to be in church or you need to associate with other Christians that would encourage you because like the Bible says, um, iron, sharpens iron. But I'm going mm-hmm. to ask you, what concrete steps do you take to ensure you keep on maintaining your faith and you don't get distracted by the things around you or by maybe evil communication And stuff like that.
1: Mm,
0: Yeah. steps are, you
1: you mentioned it already. uh, um, Yeah. um, are places where I shouldn't be found. There are things I shouldn't say. There are thoughts I shouldn't, like, have in my mind.
0: Okay.
1: So, I should also, like, know for a fact that... God gives us power to make words. because okay. you might say, "Oh, I don't drink, I don't humanize, I don't lie," but then you might be the cares of the world might take you away from God, because if I decide to work twenty-three hours in a day and um, sleep for an hour, then I don't have any relationship with God. Okay, so I try to control stuffs like that by knowing that studying the world, listening. Nigeria still fits me to today, like with because pastors from there as well. I listen to messages regularly. I have pastors I follow. I also have a spiritual father who I'm also like in communication with every like every week like we talk, he asks me, you know, we share, he we gives we also talk about fasting, prayers and stuff like that. We basically need to keep the flame born. But most importantly, I also think, I, not that I think, I know that it's grace. I know that God is interested in me and I don't want to disappoint him. Like he, he's done so much, a lot for me. So it should be wickedness on my part at this point in time to disappoint him or fall out of faith, you know? So all of these things are in my mind and I can not disappoint him. And you know, so he, he God is like the ultimate. So whenever like you feel like you are lagging behind or you're getting weak, he also there is much more grace that abounds for you to be stronger. The Holy Spirit comes also and pricks your mind, or oh, not done this today, or should I? And you see, if you start doing it, like it becomes like a a routine for you, a culture for you. And you start having this hunger and taste to know more about him, to hear more about him, to get the true knowledge about him. It's not just about wealth. It's not just about like moving abroad, like getting what you pray for. No, it's not just that. It's more about getting, having desire to know him more seek him diligently, but if you seek him you find him you know yeah so
0: yeah that's it all right um i'm going to ask now have you had a situation where maybe you feel people around you are making gesture of you or maybe thinking you you have an opportunity to live a certain life because you're abroad, but you're not living it just because of your faith. Have you ever experienced? an experience, maybe someone say something like that to you, or you feeling that maybe you're actually not utilizing your youth, so to say, by just being out there, having the fun of your life, and maybe putting your religion back to maybe when you're much older or much after you've enjoyed yourself. Mm. Uh,
1: yeah, like
0: um, when people make
1: jest, like I also make jest of myself as well. Okay. Like, um, uh, but like, for example, when I go to, like, events, yeah, we talk, we talk to Nigerians and they say, well, oh, what you drink? I tell them, no, I and I have this night, I to this night. like, we have a video this night, I can't afford to drink, like, yeah, I'm just making, I'm just, like, I mean, the rest really video. like I'm just, like, I'm just joking, as well." Like, that's just me telling them in a polite manner. No, I don't drink because, yeah. you know, I'm a mean, believer. Yeah. So I also make jest and then they make jest and say, Oh, a little time. I said, Yes, not the little time. I need to have a little nice. You know, yeah. So I also tell them, this, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a good game. Yeah. Like, it, it, for me, it's fun. But then, like, in back of my mind, in the back of my mind, I know, like, Possibly or probably God has not arrested them like to, like, uh, I, I know God is interested in everyone. Yeah. But he, our steps are kind of, mm-hmm. might be different. And like years ago, I wasn't in this, on this, like, I didn't know as much as I know now. So I know like God deals with people differently. I don't even take it to heart. We laugh. We just, we, I yeah, just like, and also like, I, if I find mediums or opportunities, I also talk to them yeah yeah it's simple for me mean, i don't even care because like i told you that's knowing changes everything if you don't know or you have you don't have that conviction or knowing. when the wind blows or when there is like there are storms, it to shake you but that's knowing it's what makes a difference
0: okay still on the friendship thing of course you know Personally, seeing especially for me, since I started, um, I always believe that friendship. When you are friends with people, you should have certain um, what's the word now? There should be certain things that you have in common. You should have your view. Of, your views of things should also sync. Because if you if you have friends that have very contrasting views of things, sometimes you end up arguing a lot or which, again, can drain the both of you and drain and take the, sorry, take the fun away from the friendship. So what I'm saying is I believe you have friends who may not be as spiritual as you are or holding on tight to God the way you do. How do you navigate such relationships just to make sure, first of all, you don't, because I'm also looking at finding a balance between not um talking about God too much in such a way that it offends your friend and also trying to, because maybe they are not religious, and also maybe trying to navigate the fact that this is your friend also maybe trying to make you see reasons why you should stop being a Christian or whatever. So how do you navigate friendships that, where you don't align in terms of your spiritual views?
1: Um, yeah, you know, like... Uh... Jesus Christ is parables, you know.
0: Okay.
1: So I have mates who do not align. The best I can do for them is pray. And um I may not come out straight up to tell them, oh, God did I yeah, God, they know already, because I always say, oh, by grace of God, oh, we thank God. So but I may not come up to tell them, Oh, you need to convert, you are living in sin. You are doing all this. Uh, just like uh, for me, basically, if my life or my outward life living can't influence them, my prayers can, by the grace of God, you know, yeah. God can show them mercy, might not be now when I'm with them, might be years later. They might come back and say, Oh, my life has changed. So I let everyone really be and I also be.
0: Okay.
1: But I also like create boundaries, like there might be places you're heading to. Or, or like gatherings you're going to, which I wouldn't go. I would also tell you, I don't go. I also expect that you respect me, as I also do respect you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would tell you like, oh, I'm going to the church. Would you like to come? If you say, oh, that doesn't really break our friendship, I wouldn't even mention it again. I, but I will always tell you that, oh, I'm, I have a church program now. Oh, I can't come now because I'm heading to the church, you know? but it doesn't like break anything and based on that fact I also relate with you on that same level and tense you know and um, it doesn't spoil anything for me honestly yeah and I also have friends who like when we meet we always discuss about the world, discuss about messages yeah numerous like if even if you like take a look at my Twitter page like my retweets, my likes, we do that same thing as well yeah. Like my feet too, so it's not an issue for me having friends like that, and we don't even have issues. All right. So, um I think we'll be. But conclu- but, but,
0: but, okay.
1: but 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 then, like I think, at some point, on that. To be honest with you, you find out that like, if at some point you find out, like they start, they'll be the one to start with that starts withdrawing from you. Okay. You know. And they I would in the sense that I've kind of, I've, maybe, I don't, like, I can't really say, but like, you know, when they invite you for this and say, no, I'm going to church, invite, like, oh no, I'm going here, wouldn't you like to come? They wouldn't want you to come back with that question again. They do, want with the same reply again, so they would now, like, leave or, like, let you be.
0: Well, personally for me, being the not the person who is not a Christian here.
1: No, you're a Christian.
0: <laughs> well, I think I I always think I believe people faith is important. And in the case being a Nigerian and seeing how things are in Nigeria, like you mentioned, for some people, praying is um, therapy because that's the only time you have a chance to really talk about all the things that worry you without feeling guilty and of course a lot of things are worrying Nigerian who lives in Nigeria and then also think about the way things work a lot of people cannot afford therapy sometimes pastors and church leaders priests and coming they're also playing the role of therapists. they are playing the role of um, counselors counseling children counseling adults for whatever reason. So for me, I actually believe Christianity in Nigeria, regardless of my relationship with God at the moment, is a very important thing because that's how a lot of people keep saying. I'm also saying this, thinking also that it could be the same thing for people who are Muslims, because I'm not Muslim, I've been Muslim, so I don't like exactly understand how things work. And for me, as much as I may not be the most religious or spiritual person, I still understand that people need to be spiritual for whatever reason. It gives them comfort. It's what works for them. And I try to respect that. So if a friend invites me for an event and I can't attend, maybe a church program, I politely decline. But also know that if my friend is a Christian, I wouldn't invite them to certain places. Because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be me dis- being. I think it's me being disrespectful, knowing fully well that mm-hmm. this person would not want to be in such and such place just because of their faith. So I'm saying, yeah. in a sense, I believe people can be friends regardless of their um, religious affiliation, so long as each person would be respectful of the other person's opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, you, like you said, too. Sometimes when people are not that respectful, it's easy for such relationship to just wane, and people. Everybody find their square roots or something along the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we'll be
1: right yeah, yeah, I also like, like for example, a good example, like, where I was working before, we yeah. normally have this, like, um, team bondings and stuff like that. So during those team bondings, like, people can take alcohol. So the organizer she knows I don't. So... What she does is, oh no, can I no, yeah, you 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 know you, you wouldn't take one. Okay, let me get water or juice for you. Like, and you know the good part here is they don't laugh, they don't just, they don't even, yeah, they don't push you, they, they're at least real water actually. They don't. They 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 even like try to know why, reasons why, like they might say, Oh, why? You tell them, oh, because of my faith. And then they'll say, Oh, but I'm also a Christian, a Catholic. You tell them, yes, I know. I was, I was drinking before, but then I decided to stop because I have different condition. I didn't respect it. Like, the respect is kind of good I'm Like, I know in Nigeria, the Greens are laughing. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, just like that, just to make fun of you, to see if you like all of the group. Yeah, so I do understand what you're saying as well. But as Christians, the best you can do is to pray for fellows who you see around you that's uh, falling off or uh, no more like in the fold or not taking attention, chance of God's years. There's no need to question
0: I totally understand it. So I think we'll have to complete at this point. So I'm going to be asking um, first of all, do you think we missed out anything about this subject? Is there something you think we should have talked about?
1: Um mm. Mm,
0: mm,
1: not really, not really. Yeah, I, I, okay, no, no, not really. If we missed out anything, it should be from me because I would have also like mentioned that Christians, especially yeah. like in Nigeria, should seek God first. Like, forget about everything that comes, like all the prayers, all the healings, all the they the give me this, give me money, give me flight fee, and all those stuff, Just like if you can seek him, oh, you unbelievers also do you get all those thoughts, you know. Yeah. Just seek him, seek him and him and all those things if you come. That's Matthew 63 That's forget about the cares, a lot of like the cares of the world, and God will like choke you. And also, people should know him first before asking. Like before I ask you for money, I need to like know who you are. I can't just like. Even when you want to apply for scholarships, you need first of all, like, check, oh, who is awarding uh, the scholarship? Who?
0: Yeah.
1: Or you ask. But for us, we just ask because people are asking and they are and they are testimonies. Then you, you go up and ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hope that people listening will take that note. And I'm going to ask um, if someone you know is moving to Poland or moving abroad and ask your advice about that could help their spiritual life when they move, what advice would you provide? Or maybe someone who is currently in Poland and is trying to find their footing with respect to their spirituality, what advice would you give?
1: Yeah, like look for a church around you and um God, there every Sunday at least. Why I say God there every Sunday is that God sees the, the Holy Spirit sees hunger in you. He sees your devotion, and He will lead you in the right path. You know, yeah. the Holy Spirit He leads us in all truth. He, he, he like He would lead you. Believe me, get involved. Don't just go and then go back home. get go and get involved. Yeah, because when you get involved, you also see that's when the pastor will call you. Oh, you have to do this. Oh, you need to. Oh, we are. We haven't seen it. <laughs> but if you go there, no one knows you. You just you you get in there. You leave. You get in there. The yeah. yeah, my tendency is that one day you wouldn't come and you know, people might see you in the film practice, But if you are involved, yeah, then also seek to know God, seek for the truth, come to the Bible your mom gave you. Because I know
0: like
1: we're gonna talk about yeah, come yeah. also like come along with the Bible like, too. to yeah no, because now when you come back, uh, when you get over most of your needs been I mean, taking care of your basic needs, you know. Yeah. So this is the time to seek who gave you those needs, who owns your life, yeah. That's it.
0: All right, thank you very much for thank you very much this conversation. Very much. So, I'm going to ask you: Would you want to be found somewhere, maybe on social media? Um,
1: yeah, Facebook is sufficient.
0: Do you? I don't think you've posted on your Facebook in recent times. I, least...
1: I, yeah, I, I I don't post, but I laugh, but I react, and then I use it every day. Believe me.
0: <laughs> okay, so people can find you on Facebook.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so what's your Facebook name or handle? So maybe, Uh, yeah,
1: mine just just my name,
0: okay. That's fine. Uh,
1: uh,
0: All right, thank you once again for this conversation. Thank you very much. Enlightening, and I'm going to hope that people who have listened have learned one or two things that could help in their spiritual life. Personally, I think. The point I took from this, as much as is, if you're trying to, the importance of community, like you mentioned, the church provides community that would help you grow in your spiritual life. And I'm thinking, my my takeout is even if it's not your spiritual life, whatever kind of growth you are looking for, find a community that would help enhance that growth. And also learned something about in the lines of finding friendship that's align with your goal so it's easier to have those friendships. Personally, these are things I've learned from the conversation. And I'm hoping that whoever listens may have learned one or two things.
1: Yeah, also you need to pray sincerely, pray to know God. Yeah, forget about money.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 All right. So. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. All right.
0: So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've got into this part, I really appreciate you. And I hope that you've learned one or two things. And most importantly, please follow and subscribe to my podcast, JAPA Podcast, on whatever streaming platform you listen to and share with your friends. Do enjoy the rest of your week.